This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, a tree of much Cedric has been stumped. A.O. torching the blindside blue paper for another season. Once again, that's the power, the poke, the passion of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. Remember, the blindside is the home of the whole of hope. A bigger hole of hope in 2021, we hope. And our charity partners again are the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, who this week launched into the world of ice cream with a range of rugby league accented flavours. Wait till you sink the teeth into a cone of fruity Regan Campbell Gillard or take a lick from the tub of chicken accented Boyd Gordner. And in a lovely gesture, the Blinkered Knights will be planting a tree for every thousand chock tops sold. It's going to green Australia by you eating ice cream. The ice creams will be available at all NRL fixtures this weekend. Start a party in your cake hole with the Blinkered Knights range. Hollywood-bound tradies, fly now, pay later sightseers. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side for a blast of boot in season 2021. Aussie Frackers, God talks to me. Pilgrims, China watches HG Norson obviously opening the Blind Side dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. Week when too much sport is barely enough. And in breaking news, the North Melbourne Football Club this week inked a sponsorship deal with Tasmanian Heritage Cheese. Uh, now, the THC, that's the Tasmanian Heritage Cheese community, will supply all kangaroos' cheese needs throughout the season in 2021. Club members, you'll be able to score a kilo or two of cheddar, mature or aged aged in oak cheddar at every home game. Remember, this is the only cheese that is made of 100% Tasmanian milk. And what about those mariners? The pride of East Gosford, the toast of the Australian football community. It's a story of hope. The Big M, as mentioned earlier, have now won more matches this season than they did in the last four years. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward once again through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to Step, a go, step up and have a go, and if you've had a go, get get in the queue for another go, and if you've got something already, then for God's sake, take another spin of the chocolate wheel of hope. And while you're there, get a jab. Why don't I get you two jabs? Then you won't have to come back. Footy heads to get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns with a man who this week put the finishing touches to what he's described as his life's work. This week, the nation saw the completion of the Big Bruce. This remarkable statue has taken over the car park at Rooting King Lodge for the last five years. It will now be transported by road in 15 sections to Flemington, where it will be erected and unveiled as part of the 21, uh, 2021 Cup Day, as in Cup Week build-up. 
This great Australian artist has built his Bruce entirely out of old copies of Best Bets, footy records from every AFL game Bruce called, and race books from Australian race courses. All Australian race courses are represented. It's a paper mache construction with a fibreglass skin. And thank you, Australia. Yes, thank you, Australia, for contributing your collectibles to Project Bruce. There is approximately 1,117.9 tonnes of sport-related printed matter in the piece. It's a challenging work. We make no mistake. We don't resolve from the fact that it's a challenging work. Bruce is totally nude. The artist based his Bruce on Michelangelo's Big David, only 139,000 times bigger. That idea makes it must-see alone. But built into the, the digital component of the erection are all Bruce's Melbourne Cup calls, which are still fantastic, and every AFL game he covered with Dennis, BT, Lingy, Richo, etc., etc., etc. The big Bruce will be positioned at the turn out of the straight at Flemington on the Maribyrnong side of the course so that in future every Melbourne Cup field will run through Bruce's legs and cop an eyeful of Cruet. The genius behind the project uh, is that, uh, well, a project that all Australians can be proud of, let me say that straight off the bat, it's fantastic. It's a great achievement. The genius behind it is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion in season 2021 simply by asking what highlights caught your wrestler side this week? Funky dude! Yes, thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Nelson. It has been a remarkable week. And I'll tell you something that happened. What? And this doesn't happen often. I uh, took the opportunity to, uh, to climb aboard public transport, a bus this week, H.G. Mm-hmm. It's the first bus I've caught in over 12 months for obvious reasons. And uh, I sat there for a while and uh, the bus stopped at one point, naturally enough, and a chap got out. He would have been a youngish bloke, probably a bit hard for me to tell these days, would have been early 20s perhaps. Mm-hmm. And as he was getting out, he said to the driver, happy rugby league, mate, and hopped out. And the driver, uh, the driver just said, um, "Yep, happy rugby league," and off we took. Now, how long's this been going on? I, I tell you what, I like it. I like it. It's a, it's a lovely development. If this has been, if this is the fallout of COVID, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Well, COVID changes everything. It does. It Don't has changed. It's exposed everything. I know. Happy Rugby League. Happy Rugby League. Uh, will that be a, do you think, a weekly thing or just at the start of the I don't know season? if it's just the start. I, I don't know. I don't know how long this has been going on. Well, All I know is I, I had never heard it before, but I liked it. And when I got off the bus, I said to the driver, Happy Rugby League, mate. He said, Happy Rugby League to you too, Roy. And do you think it'll become Happy State of Origin? Oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, Happy Grand Final? Yes. That sort of stuff? I don't know. Happy Semis? I mean, language is something you can't control. No. <laughs> it has a mind yeah. of its own, doesn't it? Mm. Happy Rugby League, HG. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. And happy Rugby League to you. <laughs> no, tell you what. It works, doesn't it? I know. It, it does. It suddenly. It just gives you a bit of a lift. Yeah. He didn't go silly and say, no. go sharky. No, like nothing like that. Not specific. No. No, I understand. He's a supporter just, of the code. Yes, supporter of the code. Thank mm. you. And everything the manifesto is doing. Yeah. Mm. And the bus he was as well. You know, the bus, he wasn't shocked. No. He said, what are you talking about? Another one. Yeah, right. uh, he just said, yeah, mate. Happy Rugby Rugby League. I'd like to think when I got off the bus, you know, those left on there did the same when they yeah. got off. Well, you're a role model, Roy. You're a role well, model. Well, I wasn't the role model. It was the young bloke. Don't know his yeah. age. Might have been early 20s. Yeah. He was the role model for me. But you were just sitting one seat behind the driver. He I was. Hear it. I don't think the rest of the bus could hear it. Don't no, just a guess not. on the CCTV footage I've seen. But I tell you what, if this is going on, I like it. Now, speaking of rugby league, and we were, mm-hmm. uh, the Cam Smith retirement. Look, it feels a little, just a little unfulfilling. Uh, surely, 
more can be done. More can be done. I, I feel as if we haven't said goodbye to Cam. Mm. I, you know, this just, I just why I want the I want the bloke back. I want some sort of official ceremony that says thanks, fella. Thanks for what you've given us. So he was getting it was getting silly, wasn't it? He wasn't retiring, or he no. was retiring, or he was, he going was to in play two states. He was in two, two states completely. Yeah. And then the season was erupting around yes. him, and all of a sudden they yeah. said, "Come on, Cam, make up your mind." You get, yeah, I know, I know. Wrong. I mean, it would have been perfect. Grand final, won the grand yeah, final. Yeah, I know. To then say, fans, that's it. Happy rugby league. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been lovely. I know, and we would have felt fulfilled. Instead, there's this unease. I tell you what. Unease. And why can't he be made an immortal now? And that's something we might discuss a little yeah, we'll bit later on. I understand there are processes. Of course there are processes. But some things are very obvious. Mm. Very mm. obvious. Like canonization. Mm. Canonization can take a thousand years or it can take half a second. Anyway. Topic for another time, though. I because, suppose it was canonization, yeah. yes. Yeah, can- <laughs> yes. Happy canonization as you well. Different game. Now, the uh, the Storm HG have never lost an opening round match. I find that an unbelievable record. Twenty years now. This is Bellamy. Well, you see twenty that- years. Never lost an opening round of rugby league. I don't think anyone can come near that record. But you see, if that let's face it, we knew that going in. Yes. We knew the rabbits were up against it. So we what did. happens is, why didn't we run Cam Smith out there? Yes. At the end, say for just a just, cameo. Yeah, just cameo. cameo. Maybe then the the rabbits would have joined in yeah, and they, given of the they ball done. and yes. so go for a try exactly. and then come off. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, what a way to start the season. Would have been People perfect. would remember that. They would. People would remember that. Now the new rule changes. Look, I'm not sure. The jury's out. My jury's out. I just don't want the game to become Super League. Because Super League was horrible. And if it's heading in that direction, I, I don't think I'm going to like it. And I feel the scrum, man, I do like a scrum. Well, people go to the game. to watch Some them. do, yeah. <clears throat> I Some think, do. Yeah. But I, I just feel the scrum, oh, man, where are we going to go with this? I don't, I, look, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to give it another couple of rounds to mm-hmm. see how it beds. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I'm worried. Mm, good. I'm worried. Good. Now, the Waratahs, speaking of worried, the Waratahs, what is going on with the Waratahs? I know. God almighty, is it the time? I mean, they're beaten by the Western Force. The Western Force. I mean, how must I have felt in the dressing room after that particular bloody match? Oh, no. Poor old Penny, what can he say to them? Well done, boys. Uh, is it time, you know, to be realistic and to say to the Tars, boys, I think you've done enough. Thanks. Yeah. Holiday time. Yep. Happy Holiday life. Yep. Turn the light out on your way out. Have you thought about rugby league? Yeah. Now, uh, now the Diamonds. The Diamonds are in trouble. We've lost the Constellation Cup to New South. I mean, the uh, Diamonds. Inconceivable. You can always rely on the Diamonds. Mm, inconceivable. I put a lot of money on the Diamonds. Yeah, well. And I wasn't alone. No. And I'm not alone in my disappointment with whatever's happening with the Diamonds. Might We, we might need an inquiry into the Probe. Diamonds. A probe, at mm. least. And we need a probe into Steve Smith's elbow. This injury is getting worse. How did he get the injury? Was he hit by a ball? I missed it. Mm. I missed it. Was he hit by a ball? Does I, anyone know? I'm the wrong person or was it, Or was it some hijinks happening out in the dressing room? Uh. I don't know. And I hope he's seeing a qualified elbow doctor. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't at this stage. But it's getting worse. I know. We can't afford that. Oh, you know what I mean. Now, Roger uh, has announced his return to tennis with a 
Well, a win and a loss. The jury's out on the shape Rogers in. Remember, it's 14 months since he's picked up a racket. So uh, to be beaten by someone in the, you know, 40s, 40, number 42, I think, beat him, puts him somewhere around the top 50. He's aiming for Wimbledon, so he's got four months to get himself match fit. He's 39. Hard. It's hard, hard work. And he's hard. had two knee operations. Mm. So uh, all we can do is, I don't know, cross our fingers and hope and hope. Um, now, uh, speaking of tennis, I think the main fallout, fallout HG from the Australian Open is not the win by Djokovic. I think he might have won more Australian Opens now than anyone. Might have been nine, but uh, I don't care about that. But uh, Nick Kyrgios emerging as a statesman of the game. <laughs> An elder statesman. An elder statesman. Mm. Yeah, someone right. you can turn to for a little bit of common sense. Mm, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, who would have predicted this? I, I wouldn't have. No. I was shocked. I but whenever he was spoken to, I always leaned forward. Mm. I was interested. Mm. And I know all of us, well, the tennis world was. I wasn't alone. Now, uh, a story that won't go away, HG. This is the, um, you mentioned uh, Tasmanian Heritage Cheese, which is a, a t- look, it's a lovely cheese. It's a beautiful cheese. Smooth. Uh, I like the soft ripened cheese. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I don't I go so much for the harder cheeses, as you know. Yeah. Like, uh, you like and a stuff. blue vein. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yes. I don't mind a red Leicester, actually. Oh, yeah, talk Lester, about, that's a beautiful cheese. It's a very strong flavour, the yeah, red Leicester. A, a very good eating And cheese. if you expect a bit of a red Leicester flavour from a Tasmanian heritage, you're not going to get it. No, no, you're going to get something you're entirely different. You're going to get entirely different. Yeah, yeah. Entirely different. Anyway, the Tasmanian bid for an AFL team. Now, we announced on this program, it must have been June of last year, that the business plan had been submitted to the AFL. Mm-hmm. The AFL said in February of this year that they haven't got the time to look at it, this business plan, until next year. <laughs> God, got that hands full, I know, I? I know, I know. Now, I've seen the business plan. Yeah. You like it? I love it. Yeah. It's less than a page long. I know. And it's got a lot it's of cheese. It's very simple. Mm. We raise money through Tasmanian Heritage Cheese and maybe Boag's Beer. And there are a couple of other people, you know, the, the Museum of Modern Art, they, they want to get yeah. involved. Mona, they, 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 I mean, they're, they're very happy to put some tips and money into it. Uh, so there's the money side. There'd be some money coming from the AFL through uh, television sponsors, yeah, you know, right, all of yeah. that, television rights, all of that. So that's there. They've got a, someone who's prepared to coach the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd have no trouble getting the numbers to play for Tasmania. Uh, and they've got the ground. Mm. So the, if you look at the business plan, HG, it stacks up. Uh, yeah. It stacks up. Yeah. I tick the box immediately. Yeah. And it only took me 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes to read it. It took me about 30 seconds to read it. Mm. You know, you just look at the, here it is, yeah, 10,000, you know what I mean? Look at the bottom, what's it add up to? Oh, yeah, it's a fair bit of money. Let's play. Let's play. God, but no, 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 no. The AFL, in their wisdom, have decided that they hate Tasmania. Make of that what you will. The country's most fearful of rugby league. Norway, China and Yemen. Rugby league fact. This is bludging on the blind side. Now, we've just finished a marvellous off-season for Rugby League. So much going on. And uh, with the players 
I was going to say behaving themselves, that may be a, a stretch too far, but being much quieter than normal. It's been left to the administrators to uh, carry the burden of promoting the game and declaring rugby leagues back on. Have you thought about joining a club? Have you thought that the fact that the Eels were playing the Broncos last night would be something you'd like to watch on television, etc.? They've been left to do the heavy lifting. But the trouble is they're not very good at it. So what happens is there's been a lot of chat about organised crime getting involved with rugby league. Now, there's no names mentioned in this. No. We're not sure which rugby league players are being monstered by organised crime. Yeah. You know, as in we don't know which parts of organised crime are monstering which, obviously, parts of rugby league. Yeah. So it's a sort of weird one of those things. Could they be? If so, how? Yes. What would they be getting up to? Yeah. Where's the, where's the smoke coming from? Well, mainly uh, the weeds column, Danny Weedler. Uh, the great, uh, yeah. I think he might write for the night. And he's newspapers. sniffed out. He's a, sniffed out. He's a bit of it. evidence. Is it? Is there <laughs> evidence of organised crimes associated with rugby league? And if so, is it new evidence? Is this a recent development, or has rugby league and organised crime gone hand in hand since 1908? No. Well, what an excellent question. Oh yeah, well, I, I don't know. Now let me set it out for you. This is the weed writing a couple of weeks ago. Oh. The NRL's concern about organised crime infiltrating rugby league mm. need to be addressed urgently. Now, can I say this story's always written at this time? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't like it. Yep. Unless there's facts. Well, well, can't we address it urgently? Wasn't Mick Fuller going to join the board? He was. He was. He was. He's, the commission was going to be on the commission. Now, it's the commissioner of police on the uh, uh, ARL commission. Now, mm. obviously, Chairman Peter Volandi, the man of feathers, uh, said that the main reason he wanted uh, the commission on the commission was mm. to stop criminals getting their hooks into our players. Yes. Now, the implication is that Volandi is concerned about players getting involved in match fixing, betting scams, drug dealing and other criminal activities. I thought all this was stamped out. Yeah. Ages ago, yeah. I had no idea it was still flourishing underneath the radar, yeah. behind the goalposts, in sheltered sheds, etc., and maybe down as far as, you know, SG Ball, yes. Group 10, etc. Flag. Et Flag. Mm. Now, Volandis was trying to ramp up the pressure on the government to allow Fuller to join the commission. Mm. Uh, this was knocked back, obviously, and <clears throat> it's been another column here, same writer, The Weed, uh, in the past, images have surfed of NRL players dining with gang members and other controversial figures. Oh, Lord, I don't like the sound of that. Now, hang on. Gang members? Is is Volandis mm. going to vet your dining companions? That's where it's getting to. Is that what you want in rugby league? Mm. Is to have to ask you being a, 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 a person who's on the bus, mm. who's on the rugby league bus, who gets off and says, happy rugby league to the driver? Yeah. I mean, you're, a, as I said earlier, I don't resolve from the fact of calling you a role model. Mm. People look up to you and they follow what you do. Yeah. Are you going to have to ask Volanders? I'm going out with, let's say, our producer, Dave Stein, yes. uh, tonight, yeah. and we're going to have a chop. Yeah. Is that going to cause you any offence? If that's reported in the paper, and it will be, mm. will that cause you any problems in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we're on the keyboard. Yeah. And don't like Stein. Yeah. You might right. have to swerve yeah. past Stein. Mm. Well, now, okay. let me finish this well, hang on. How come organised crime figures, HG, are out having dinner anyway? Why aren't they locked up? Yeah. That's a very good question. And why has the commissioner been so slow mm. in moving against organised crime figures? Because he knows who they are. Yes. He's in the well, if he knows where they're dining, <laughs> it shouldn't be too hard to, you know, send a couple in to... Excuse me, mate. Do you mind joining us on the outside? I've got a paddy wagon here for you. And why? A, and a pair of cuffs. Yeah. yeah slip these on you. Yeah. So people won't notice. Sure. Now, sure. Oh, this, is, uh, this is the man of feathers. 
it's been something we've been worried about and there have been instances where these kind of people have been associated with NRL players. There's no one better to help the NRL through this kind of thing than Mick. That is Mick Fuller, the commissioner of the players. Yes. The players need to know that these people will treat them like some kind of commodity and that they can, they can use for their purpose and then discard them. I bet you these people don't say happy rugby league when they get off a bus. Anyway, be that as may, we can't let these figures mm. and who are known to the police get their hooks into our place on and on it goes. Right. Now. Right. I right. Want, okay. Does that mean we need to have some sort of character test for rugby league players, HG? Character test? Mm. You mean like that thing that uh, Spuddy Dutton has when people come into the country yes. and they have to sit a test and That's find right. out who Don Bradman is and all that sort of stuff? Sure. Who's the, when I refer to the crow, who am I talking about? Sure, sure, or sure, sure. Well, I, I, I don't know how you'd organise it, but if you sat a rugby league player down and showed photographs of organised crime figures, and if they said, oh, oh yeah, I know him, I uh, know him, I know him, mm. you failed the test. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, players might twig after a little while and say, no, I don't know. (laughs) An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the Bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Now, Roy, the difficulty with this is is to haven't rugby league Mm. through the... Excellent services of the club's got educational programs in place about, uh, you know, the appropriate behaviour when you're not playing rugby league. Everybody accepts that you'll abide by the rules when you are playing rugby league. If you go outside the rules, then you sometimes have to sit out for a while yeah. or, you know, think about your game, etc. Anyway, yeah. they've had uh, systems in place, every club from junior level, from mm. junior level all mm. the way through to, you know, obviously the, the big shot. Yeah. Uh, where people have sat down and said, now, listen, if people bump into your car, be careful who they are because they might want to get their hooks into you for, mm. you know... Sure. ...all that sort of stuff. Sure. You know, all to yeah. result. Oh, it's such a difficult thing, actually. It's a blurry line, isn't it? I mean, I can remember playing, actually, you know, with with the Shamrock sometimes, you know, we'd organise things, you know, stomp and say, look, why don't we put a bit of money on Mick getting the first try and we, we, we'll set it up and... We, you know, it was easy to organise. Uh, we just made sure Nicky Benson was, you know, it was easy to do, easy to do. You don't have to explain that. No, no, no. I no, think no. most people know yeah. how, how a try is scored. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, we were a bit cunning about it. You know, we didn't take any bets ourselves. But, you know, I'd get relatives and friends to put money on. And, uh, you know, no harm was done. No, there's no harm done. It's just meant that, you know, you got a few extra bucks in the pocket. Yeah. That's all it was about. It was just earning a little bit of extra money. No harm in that, surely. I mean, that that's a character of rugby league. It's what rugby league's about. Earning a little bit of money. And remember, of course, we are in... No one's hurt. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. You know, when yes. Mick Scott, you know, sure, we held, we just Tom held the ball up over the over the over the try line, held it up. Come on, Mick, come on, Mick. And Mick ran over and here's the ball, mate. Put it down. Boom. There we are. Ten bucks in the pocket. Everyone laughing. No harm in that. No. Totally victimless crime. We're going to score anyway. Yeah, that's it's right. just that Mick did, and we got a bit of money. <laughs> no. Now, can I? Now they're going to weed that out. Well, that's not rugby league. Now. Can I point out, we live in straightened times with Rugby League too. Most of the players have had to take a pay cut. They have. The senior players have had to take a pay cut because yes. they love the game. And some players now yeah. are being fined their entire salary. Yes. They're playing for free. That's right. 
And house prices have gone up something like 2% in the last month. Now. How are players to to get on? Exactly. So what happens is you get weird things happening. So there's an alliance now formed between Russell Crowe and James Packer trying to do something about it. Does Mick Fuller know about this? Well, exactly. You know, I'm just starting to worry about the emphasis here, but I'll carry on. Yes. So what they uh, they decided that they had seen the bad behaviour, this never-ending cycle of bad behaviour. I dispute that. A never-ending cycle of bad behaviour, that is rubbish. Mm. That denigrates the whole rugby league community, including the bloke who got off the bus and who was driving the bus. Yep, I agree. They're the rugby league community. They're fans. Mm-hmm. The lifeblood of the code, Roy. Yes. They're described, as I mentioned there, the, you know, as never-ending cycle of bad behaviour and damaging headlines that follow. Mm. Somehow we have to reach people a little, little younger was Russell Crowe's. What, at the age of three? Right. How much younger? All these clubs have these systems in place yeah. of, you know, appropriate behaviour, don't have people bump into your car, et cetera, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And so, um, <clears throat> you know... Yeah. Russell raised this with James, and James said, why can't we have something a bit younger? Uh, so Crow went away and approached South. Mm-hmm. They came away with an idea that, um, well, they're well into it as a result of the conversation, is uh, the club's Connect, Respect and Resilience program. Connect, Respect and Resilience. A million-dollar initiative that was launched this week. It's aimed mm-hmm. at addressing issues among South's enormous nursery of junior talent, teaching and advising young players from about the age of 13 about the issues, uh, you know, obviously uh, approach to women, drugs and gambling. Right. Essentially, the program attempts to stop the problems before they begin, addressing issues about pitfalls of life and a professional sporting go, oh, I'm not a ghost. Yes. Now, 13 have determined is the age to start... Start this program. I would have thought that, you know, the schools, the mm. rugby league community has been doing this for some time. But what I like the implication here yeah. is a sort of like juvenile detention centre for rugby league players. Now, you and I have prosecuted the idea that all rugby league players should live in jail unless they're playing rugby league. Yes. That's going to save the code so much heartache. It's going to be cheaper money. in the long run for cheaper the community. In the long run. Yes, yeah, that's course. right. So now we've got the idea that we run this system back down to. 13-year-olds, right. and it here... They so 13-year-olds go into some sort of rugby league borstal. Exactly, that's right, with mm. rooms and people to turn terrific out Terrific facilities. Terrific facilities, people to turn out the lights at, say, 9.30 at night yep. and, you know, leave it alone, Sonny Jim. Sure. That won't get you anywhere. That won't teach you about rugby league, yeah. except, you know, the usual caveats about <laughs> yeah. These, yeah. these sort of systems or these sort of programs. Right. Now, mm-hmm. we have this thing where there's so many people wanting to play rugby league now that I believe that a high-rise block... Mm-hmm. should be taken over, say, in the Waterloo, uh, Redfern area of Sydney, mm-hmm. dedicated as the Russell Packer... Uh, sorry, the Russell Packer, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, he's a player. <laughs> well, he could be a role model. <laughs> <laughs> a role model. Sorry, the, the, the Russell Crowe, James Packer house. That's nice. And this is where people will go. Parents will have to leave them at the door. No, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah, to yeah, play yeah, rugby yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. He's got to go in there by himself. Well, that's a lovely idea, H.E. Would it be possible to have a small, a small... Oh, what, trial unit? No, no, no. A small casino on the top floor. As a fundraiser. As a, yes. Yeah, what a great idea. That pays for... That pays for the Borstal. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Win-win. Win. Would you think that you'd approach the state government about yes. allowing that to have poker machines? Yes, I, I would. I, 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 I would approach the Berejiklian government and uh, put the business plan, the business case to them. Um, I, I think this is a very exciting idea. And are you suggesting, actually, 
each club would do this? Well, that's the thing. its own area, including, say, Group 10, Group 9. Okay. Does it spread out into rural and regional Australia? What's happening in these centres of rugby league excellence that bob up everywhere? I think, uh, you know, this George Dragon's got one and Penrith's got one. Penrith's certainly got one. Manly's got one. Manly's got one, yes. And they're all building them. Are you suggesting the centre of excellence should be a tower... With a, in which children from the age of 13 who show some rugby league, promise. rugby league promise and have a willingness and the parents are more than happy to have them... Catered for in yes, this way in or this looked way, after yes, in this way. Yes, educated in this educated way. Educated in this There'd way. have to be teachers in, involved with it because well, they don't have to learn be. to read and write and, you know, and calculus and, and all yeah, of that sort Algebra, of stuff. all those uh, things. Well, calculus, maybe not. But certainly algebra, yes. Yes, mathematics, you know. Geography. Mul- mul- tables, multiplication tables, mm. division, Tide division, yes, yeah. all of that. So they'd have to have classes on that, yeah. wouldn't they? And then after, say, 3 o'clock, then there's two hours of rugby league each day. Then the weekend is obviously Playing. eight or ten hours of rugby league, Saturday and Sunday. And travel. So and you might travel. end up 15 yep. hours a day, rugby sure. league. Yep. Now, okay. what I find difficult here is if um, the um, uh, Russell Packer House idea gets up to give it its genuine name, <laughs> yes. Russell, Russell Packer House, yep. I mean, won't other clubs scream that they want one of these? Well, they will. You know, won't the, uh, I don't know, you know, the Titans and, you know, yes. the new team in Brisbane, whatever it's going to be called, the Firecrackers? Yes. Won't they all want one? I suppose. I suppose they will. And how many kids are going to be catered for this? Can I point out that Rugby League doesn't need 300 more people in the South area? Yeah. It probably needs, you know, maybe 50. Sure. Who can actually show some promise to get into first grade. Yes. So yes. it's just, you're just dangling a carrot in front of these people who have got no hope of earning a quid out of Rugby League. Yes, maybe. 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 I don't want to put people look, off. I don't want to put people off. Look, everyone can't be Cam Smith. What organisation has done more to promote ecumenical bonding than any other single entity? The National Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. On the other hand, we have the problem of people who've already been charged with uh, rugby league crimes. Mm. And I, can I just point out that, you know, I have no brief for this. I mean, I don't I don't have a vested interest. I'm not punting on these results or anything like that. I just yeah. make the observation. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Norman mm-hmm. seems to be in terrible trouble mm. because, and can I set this out in a different sort of way, is Corey Norman's teammates have raised concerns over NRL's decision to punish the Dragon staff for his involvement in a street ball brawl, mm. with one labelling the decision by the governing body as scary. Scary. Mm. Now, Norman was handed a 20000 fine and two-match suspension by the NRL after the video footage emerged of him and former NRL player James Seguiaro trading punches with several men on the streets of Granada in January. Mm. Now, as I understand it, the and people will be able to correct me if I'm wrong here, mm. is the fine has been cut in half and the penalty has been cut in half. So now, it's 10000 in one game. Yeah. yeah. Now, this has got nothing to do with the commission, Mick Fuller and his lot, <laughs> the Blueies. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the Wallopers at all. That's what the club's done. That's what the NRL's done. Right. So there's no 
yeah. guarantee that he's going to be found when the case comes to court. Mm. Similarly, in fact, there's some suggestion the case may not get into court. Anyway, what well, we have to look at the context, HG. Often context, players yeah. are picked on. That's exactly right. Well, they, they players say... Are t- so players are often targets. Okay. Norman alleged that the brawl was sparked by after Seguiaro was racially abused by a group. Oh, well, there you are. Yeah. Now, so he went to his aid. Now, this he is did. the second time this has happened. He did. Recently. If he did go to his aid, mm. it should be reversed. The club should pay him $20,000 and... Give him an extra give him extra couple of games. games at the end of his career. Now, look... Look, I, the bald facts say, well, they're not meant to interfere. The players, this is according to Volandis, the man of feathers and all that. Oh, yeah. The players are not meant to interfere. But do the, well, the, do the clubs... There's a rugby league maxim, one in, all in. I know. And can I come back the other way on this? Yeah. Is the head of the rugby league saying, we're going to teach people non-violent techniques, as in the Gandhian, remember in India when it separated out from the British Empire, oh, yes. there was a lot of terrible things went on there because the Gandhian... Method was yeah. of non-violence. That's now, right. this was adopted in America in the civil rights yes. thing where people did get terrible <clears throat> beatings and hosings and stuff like that yes. by not responding, yes. by not reacting, mm. and by taking a, you know, a bash to the head yeah. in, in, the, in the aid of the cause. Yes. You know, because of the cause, because yeah. of valuable cause. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. it'd be all very well if Thursday night's non-violent night and we teach people techniques for how to cover up, how to protect themselves from a punch, but none of that's going on. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's that. not fair that rugby league players <clears throat> are sent out into the world with no means of protecting themselves and no tutoring yeah. in how to get on in a world where you can't protect yourself. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I, I mean, often they're, they're missing what I'd call life skills. Life they? skills, exactly. Now, I mean, is well, life skills something that's going to be taught in the Borstal? In the Borstal? Well, what we've got in the Borstal, I hope I can put my hand... Ah, connect, respect and resilience. Well, there's nothing there's not, there that implies... You'd be okay in a salt march. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't offer much uh, hope in that regard at all. No, and I think it's up to people like, yeah. you know, Packer and Crow and them to say look, whether they do think... That look, I, I think the rugby league's got to be very clear here, HG, and say, look, <clears throat> as a rugby league player, you now have a special duty and a special duty of care, and that is... You're not to go out. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side respects the mores and values of rugby league. Here, week in and week out, more than any other program. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, just uh, tidying up some work on the fines. Yes. The NRL is poised to increase its maximum fine for player misbehaviour to at least $100,000. Wow. Uh, to appropriately punish repeat offenders and clean up the image of the game. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Because what you're talking about, HG, and what, what no-one's talking about, I should say, is we're talking about characters. Yes. Characters yes. in the game. Yes. I mean, okay. rob the game of characters and you rob the game. Well, the game doesn't exist. The, the air goes out exist. of it. I mean, I mean, you've got to. Uh, there's got to be something a little bit unusual about you for a start to make you want to play rugby league in Correct. the first place. Correct. And it's those very qualities that you try to weed out when it gets a little bit out of control. Uh, I mean, it makes no sense. It's, it's, a, it's a business model that's flawed. Well, the governing body—that's <clears throat> the Peter Beattie and them. 
uh, scored a major victory over the players' uh, union. Yes. After an independent arbiter ruled head, o- uh, head office within its rights to introduce a no-fault stand-down rule for players charged with serious offences. Right. Even though they might not be found... Yeah, they might be found right. innocent in the end. Yeah. You know, ten years later when it, when it oh, gets yeah, the money no, trial. ten years later. But do you think the, um, the Packer-Crow model will have any better chance of solving the problem than any of the other good work. And it has yeah. been good work, Roy. It, it has. has been yeah, good yeah, work yeah, yeah, by yeah, all yeah, the clubs yeah, yeah. who've largely got it under control. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, if, you know, a couple of blokes like uh, Jamie and Russell are prepared to do a little bit of heavy lifting, I'm not going to criticise until I see the results. No, no. At this stage, I'm prepared to be open-minded about it and think, well, if anyone knows anything about organised crime, you know, those blokes probably do. The posse pulled up around the campfire. It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Roy, you know, obviously we have to begin a conversation. Mm-hmm. About Cam Smith and immortality. We do. Now, <laughs> I'm not pretending for one minute that we're going to get this done in, in this season. Yeah. I mean, this is a conversation that has to take in many yes. aspects, yeah. many angles, many facets. <laughs> now, can I just set out the case against a long conversation mm-hmm. and then you have a go at the case for, <laughs> if we can do it this way. Yeah. So Melbourne Storm boss Matt Tripp, whose work I love. I love Matt Tripp. And can I just say... Mm. Apart from, you know, minor indiscretions, haven't the storm been... Models. Thanks very much. Yeah. Models, you took the word right but out. They don't have a borstal. No, they don't need a borstal. They don't need a borstal. They don't need a program put up by a couple of they don't. Know, rich clowns no. to try and, you know, corral, yeah. you know, yeah. etc. Yeah. Melbourne Storm boss Matt Tripp. Although they do have form, don't oh, they? No, there, of course was they do. Of, there was a yeah. bit of brown paper bag work, I want to well, say. Well, they lost two. <laughs> they looked, they, yes, they, and a lot they, of they were stripped of their premiership, yeah, weren't and they? We can't forget that. We can't forget that. You know, you try, but you think, oh, Storm, great, yeah, yeah, they want to... Uh, hang on. Yeah, I know. Remember? They got all the way. And then they, they got all the way, won yeah, it, yeah. but they cheated all the way. They did. They did. And so they know what they're looking at. They do. <laughs> it's they a do. different view. They do. And of course, Could I suggest they're as cunning as... They're probably still doing it and getting away with it. We don't know. I know. So Has anyone looked at them forensic? Has anyone opened the books? Can How I, many sets of books have they got there? Can I put my hand in the air and say, this year on Bludging on the Blind Side, our byword is transparency. Yes. I love the idea that the North Melbourne kangaroos have come forward and said, yes, Tasmanian Heritage Cheese is our cheese sponsor. They're the only club, Roy, the only club to step forward and say, yes, we've got a cheese sponsor and this is who they are. Yeah. All the clubs have got a cheese sponsor and it's under the books, it's under the radar, no one sees it, no one knows. When you go to the cheese counter, you can buy cheese. You may be supporting Manly. I know. Imagine that. I know. You know, a bit of Rockford or something no, like that. No, 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 no. I, I, I always wonder when I buy the Red Leicester, who, you who am I supporting now? <laughs> There's this bloody cheese scandal that's infected all sports. But more you know, so rugby league. More, more so rugby league than any other, and, yes. yes. And don't tell me, as you were, as you were alluding, to, alluding to, that the Melbourne Storm haven't got a lot of cheese money coming under the counter. Hey? Just back up the car, open the boot, take out the brown paper bags. Here we are, boys. 
21st round victory. Beggars belief. I know. There's going to be something going on. And I tell you what, where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, there's cheddar. Well, if it's smoked. Ah, yeah, quite very good. Now, can I point out that this is something that the Crow Packer, Resilience, et cetera, Connect and Enterprise or whatever it's called. Whatever it is, Doesn't address. Silent on cheese. (laughs) Silent on cheese. (laughs) And they know where the money's going off every slice, I'm telling you. I know. Every craft single, maybe have a piece of it. Honestly, I look at both of them. I I, I look at Russell Crowe and I look at Jamie Packer and I think to myself, bloody hell. Cheese. There's a couple of blokes have eaten a bit of cheese. Well, I have. You don't get to look like that without cheesing up. Thank you. (laughs) Now, sadly, Jesus saved rubbed us of all the time in this hour to set out the case for immortality. I'll give it a go. Yeah, right. Good luck. Okay. You've got two minutes to immortalise him. Matty Tripp. It's more than enough time. Sorry, HG. Yeah, now, Cameron Smith is immortal. Obviously, uh, it's unlikely he's going to join the exclusive club in 2025, or, you know, at least till 2025, in the existing rules. Oh, no. 4.30-game NRL career, inducted the Hall of Fame to be named as an immortal, but the existing process allow, only allows judges to decide on a model five years after their retirement. Right. The man of feathers who can drag things kicking and screaming over the line raised the idea of scrapping or reducing... Mm the rule at a meeting of the game's top officials last year. But the NRL Chief Executive, Abdo, oh, yeah. confirmed yesterday that it was not on the NRL's agenda to tinker with the criteria. Mm. Okay. So I just need to keep me eye on the time here. But, yeah. however, the debate will only intensify now that uh, Smith has pulled the pin. Yeah. He shouldn't have to wait, said Tripp. Yeah. I'm not aware of rationale, but if we're going to change, they wouldn't uh, get any argument from with Cameron and t- as yeah, far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, yeah. Now, the five players announced in 2018, Mal, Norm, Frank, Dave and Dally, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they've got Burge, Brown, Messenger were the first players from World War II era to be made immortals. Smith could even uh, be the 14th member mm-hmm. if the ARLC relaxes the cooling off period, which yep. is signed to take out the emotion, of, uh, the emotion yep. out of the judge's decision. Mm. Now, <clears throat> yep. So you got the idea there? Oh, I do have the idea, HG, but it seems to me that Cam played at least five years longer than any other player. <laughs> Which should be the Which period. should be. And had he retired at the age of 33, he still would have been eligible to be an immortal. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he kept playing has just delayed his immortal status. I know. And I think this is where the flaw is in the process. I, I, I mean, we've just got... Common sense and rugby league every now and again get together and have a dance? No. Space. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedanak Orbiter once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. And uh, obviously, uh, people do like to get in touch with us. And uh, a good way of getting in touch with us and leaving a comment, a stumper, or an opinion RoyNHG at abc.net.au. That's RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yeah, look, I'd just like to uh, point out or thank uh, Barry McCusker 
for all his correspondence over the while. He's uh, sent a letter earlier this year, HG, saying that he's concerned about uh, the J- Japan Olympics. Ah, yes. Um, Who is and he? And he wants to know if we're going to be able to assist in what he's calling the cherry blossom dream. Uh, unlikely, I think. I think. Well, I think the idea at the moment is no one go. No one goes, yeah. Uh, I think Bruce is the only person who'll be allowed to go. Sure. It's going to lack a little atmosphere, isn't it, especially yeah. the high jumps and that sort of stuff. The high jump. You know you raised that with me I off did. air on the way in. I was today. concerned. Yeah. That will be an extremely difficult event to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, a lot of the high jumpers like to G up the crowd. And they do. They do. And the long the jump. Back. Remember jump and jive the centimetre guy? Remember how he used to wind the clock? He did. People yeah. loved that. They did love that. And imagine if in those events there was yeah. a, a chance of a Japanese success. Yes. Home ground advantage, big thing in the Olympics. Huge thing. Mm. Huge thing. Uh, maybe a bit like uh, rugby league, we can put artificial crowds in HG. I don't know who's broadcasting television. Would it be seven? I suppose seven's got it again. If you put in artificial crowd noises, it might... Help. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see how it helps the high jumper. That's just no. Me. It won't help the high jumper, but it helps the viewer watch. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Doesn't it? Now Chris has been in touch. Yeah, Chris. He says with the whispers of a second Brisbane club being allowed into an expanded NRL, is this real? This second Brisbane team. And did I hear whisper? HG, you may not know. Was there Broncos week? Couple of weeks back in Brisbane, it was Broncos week. I think two weeks ago. Yeah, it was terrific. Terrific week. Yeah. I missed it. I, I didn't go. I should have. I suppose there was a couple of fondue nights. Good. Uh, Good. In town, was and there a, lot a of people... ball? A Broncos ball Would have been at the a, end of the week. Cause... I think all of that was yeah. on the agenda. Good. Good. We used to have a Shamrocks ball. You know, midwinter ball was terrific at the recreation ground in Lithgow. It was a terrific night. People Good dressed dinner. up to the nines. Yeah. yeah. And, Very and, hard to get tickets. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would be. Uh, can I just say about the uh, second team, again, mm. a great publicity wheeze mm. when the players are all locked away <clears throat> in Packer yeah. Crow House. Packer Crow House, yeah. Now, or Russell Packer House. <clears throat> now, with the whispers, is it time for the Lithgow Shamrocks to also enter the big league? If so, are they ready? Allowing another Brisbane side would mean 17 teams and a bye each week, so it would make the perfect sense for the Shamrocks to bring it back to an even number. Alternatively, would the Rural and Regional Anzacs be willing to jump codes? Well, that's an excellent idea. I think that's an idea. That is a really good idea. And I know you've got a bold plan, Mm -hmm. speaking of uh, Broncos week, for a rugby league day. Yes. I know. September the 8th. September the 8th. You've already got that. And that's going to be terrific when when you get it all, when you hear about what you've got planned, Mm. the dawn service, the march, all that sort of stuff, the special games. Well, it's an opportunity for all the older players, players who retired many, many, many years ago, to get together and march. (laughs) Will they be able to wear medals that they've won in rugby league? Like some you might have up the front, you might have your Dally M medals. Dally M's, yes. Marching in formation year by year. Followed by flag captains. Followed Followed by by Churchill medalists. Churchill medalists, yeah. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Creates itself. Be a great show to watch too. Nine had covered it. I'm sure they would. Uh, look, I, I think the uh, what's the ha- idea I about the disapp- I hate to disappoint you, uh, Chris. Sorry, but it looks like the uh, the two teams from Lithgow this year in the Group Ten are the Lithgow Workies. Been around since the year dot. And the Lithgow Bears. I'm not familiar with the Bears' work, and it appears that the or- that Orange is. They've got four teams in the competition. Maybe they could lend one to the... Well, lend one to the Broncos, uh, to Brisbane. Well, not bad. The to Brisbane the, Orange. 
yeah, to the competition. Were you upset that Lithgow didn't get the nod, though, to w- step up and provide that extra team? Well, yes. Generally. I, I, I'm disappointed that the that the Shamrocks can only field a reserve-grade team and not a first-grade team. That That's my disappointment. No, I understand. And uh, anyway. Now, uh, Jade's been in touch. He says... Uh, Whilst wading through some totally unrelated rugby league records, it came to my attention that current NRL Sea Eagles player Dylan Walker... Dylan Walker, yeah. ...is related to Fletcher Christian of the Bounty. Apparently his mother is of Pitcairn heritage. He says, is this the next team to move us from 16 teams to 17? A t- <laughs> team from Pitcairn. That's out of the blue, isn't it? Well, I- do they, do, do they do cheese on that island? I bet I, you they do. I bet you they do. A bit of underground action, cheese action, <laughs> wouldn't surprise, churn action. Now, listen, is there is this idea that there would be a Pacific Islander team in the comp, is that a serious thing that's being suggested or just a bit of chaff to keep the media amused well, in the off-season? Well, I don't know. I think, I think Jade's... Running this up the flagpole. You would think that they'd be pretty close to having one oh, if, easily, if you combined easily, all the easily, yes. players from the various... Oh, God, yes. They'd have an awesome team. Yeah, they would be pretty hard to beat. Very hard to beat. And I bet you Cheese would love to get involved in... Cheese would get involved with it. Every cheese maker in Australia would be putting their hand up. You know, bigger. Yeah. You know. I know, yeah. yeah. Anyway. King Island. King they Island. make terrific brie. They do make a nice brie, don't mm. they? King yes. Island. Yes. They've got that brie with the ash around the outside. I know. I don't like that much. I don't like that much at all. Yeah. I, want to, <laughs> I don't want to eat ash. I could do that myself. Get real. Pass me some more of that red Leicester. Now, this has come from James. He says, uh, in October of 2020, you called for Cam the Immortal to hang up his boots and pass on the whistle. We did. Uh, this week, five months later, he has obliged. Uh, yeah. No surprises there. Questions arising. Do you feel vindicated in your early call? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you want us to say? We're, we will never resile. No, we're commentators. Commentators. We call it as said. And we did, if we didn't call it as said, we'd, we'd be exposed, exposed as frauds. As, as frauds. As fakes. Fakes. Do you feel a sense of guilt over perhaps forcing out the living legend of uh, of the National Rugby League. Do you know what? I wish we'd done it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Give to a pivotal role in NRL in recent years. What support have you offered um, Cam Smith? Oh, none. No, I mean, I like the bloke. Well, you know, you couldn't meet a nicer bloke if, you, you know, if you're, you know, at the poker machines and he's playing beside you. It's great fun. You know, you just natter away a bit. How are you pulling them? Yeah, not bad. Can I point out, in this farrago of lies called the storm with wind, which we ju- within, <laughs> yeah. which we've just given away, there's not one word of criticism about you or me. No. And he, he no. had, and he had plenty of opportunities. Oh, no. It's 400 pages. I oh, know, it's the longest book ever written about rugby league. Now, he says, does his wife get to keep the ring? Barb, yes, of course Barb gets to well, keep the ring. Barb why would Barb hand the ring back? Yeah. Was she only allowed to have it while he was playing? I don't think that was a caveat when she was given the ring by the, by the, by the National Rugby League. Haven't seen that ring for a while. No, no. hope she hasn't lost it. Now, given the PM's interest in, in Rugby League, mm-hmm. when did he find out? Who advised him? And if you didn't, why not? <clears throat> well... Firstly, he doesn't appear to read anything, so he doesn't, he doesn't. know. It's pointless telling him anything. Yeah, yeah he just he pretends he's got... Pretends he doesn't know. Wax in his ears. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's a yeah, Prime Minister, after enough, all. He doesn't fair know enough. anything that's going on. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise mm. me uh, that it had Cam not advised the Prime Minister's Department, 
prior to the announcement of his retirement that he was retiring. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And I'm sure that had, I'm sure that actually did happen. But there's no guarantee that that message that went to, through to the Prime Minister's of the PMO that got to the Prime Minister himself. No, it's a, it's a tone of silence once it goes into the PMOs. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, now, as you just finally hear, the, uh, a fascinating uh, photograph has been sent by Tom. He says attached is a very interesting newspaper photo from Joe Biden's last Australian visit. And I had to scratch my head. I can't remember Joe being out here. Do you remember Sleepy no, Joe out here? I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. I don't. No, I slept through it. Yes. Yes. Anyway, it appears that uh, the murderer has connections in high places because McLaughlin is showing Joe a steeden. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. And look at the concentration <laughs> on Sleepy Joe's face. Yes. Now. He's back. He's really taking it in. He looks yeah. really interested, yeah, doesn't he? Does. he? Professionally. Professionally interested. Yeah. Yes. Well, I wonder what they talked about. I can tell you what they talked about just looking at the body language. Cheese. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it, and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. Um, now, where yeah, are you up to? Now, well, uh, uh, Bushy from Wagga's been in touch, ah, SG. Yes. Uh, read the name for the second Brisbane team following your mention of the firecrackers. Could I humbly suggest the Brisbane Bungers? Hmm. I don't mind the bungers, I suppose. Also, should the storm kick off every home game at 4.30 to honour Cam Smith? Oh, now you're talking. What, for the next five years? Well, forever. Can I say your observation that he played five years longer than anybody else in the game Mm. is a pertinent one when we come to the long process involved in making him an immortal? Well, what I'm suggesting by that is, HG, that the process could have, should have, and with retrospect will have Mm -hmm. been started five years ago. No, no, I understand. I got it exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Smith could obviously the 14th member. This is the argument for shortening the whole thing and getting him to become immortal basically by Monday. Um, Relaxes the cooling off period, which is designed to take out emotion out of the judge's decision. Now, emotion in rugby league, Roy, when it comes to immortality, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I mean, mean, it's, it's to do with number of games... Number of Skill. wins. You only stay Skill, in the game because you're good. Well, yeah. Games, it says it all to me. I mean, it's all very well to say Dylan Walker's an immortal because he's related to the people in Pitcairn. Pitcairn Island. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but that doesn't stack up. That's, that's not, not going to pass. Let's look at this. We're just beside ourselves with the motion. <laughs> now, Bob yeah. from Forestville is saying, uh, as no one refereed a game like Cameron Smith, I would have thought by now the NRL would have awarded him the honour of not only being an immortal player, but also the first immortal referee. And has the possibility to choose his own immortality if he wanted to. Well, that's true. Nobody's asked Cam how he feels about being an immortal in waiting. Yes, and because he's up (laughs) in rarefied air, number of games refereed, number of games played. Yes, Broken all records. Yeah, exactly. He should and have you something. forget too, his tests, he played, you know, thousands of tests. And for state of origin. Well, state of origin, right, thousands yeah, yeah. of them. 
There's a lot you could say about Cameron, but uh, the fact is we've been playing rugby league in Australia for 113 years yeah. and he's shown an ability to adapt to the evolution of the game, according to the boss. Yes. What is even more impressive is the success he's had as a leader of the t in a team sport and a competition as competitive as ours. You have to win rate of 70% is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. That. It is I phenomenal. I didn't realise that. 70% no. of his games won. In, when it comes to the process, HG, the only, oh. the only little bit of fly in the ointment that, that I could argue at the table is can a player become an immortal, a player who's never been tackled? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Mm. Because all the other immortals, they were tackled. I know. And often tackled frequently, you know, viciously. But uh, Cam was never tackled. Cam never had to wash his shorts. No. Did he? No. No, that's true. Well, occasionally <clears throat> people torched his car with him oh, in it. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so you have to watch. Now, we get this other – can I just leave that there? That's yes, the yes, argument. Yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Now, the argument for the process yeah. is best summed up by somebody like Mick Cronin, who oh, we love. Mick. Mick. Now, yeah. Mick joked uh, down his pub in Jeringong, where he still serves behind the bar, all this debate is good for selling papers. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Is that oh, right? Papers? Mick. Who's who, buying, who buys papers anymore? Yeah, anyway. Where have you been, Mick? Yeah, no. <laughs> Get out of the pub, dude. <laughs> Look, I'm not being smart, but I played with Langlands and I played with Coot and I played with Beach and I played with Fulton. They're all on the list, aren't they? Well, they're immortals. Yeah. yeah. Then Parramatta, at Parramatta with Sterling, Kenny and Ella. I played with Wally in his first, Tess Mal in his first. And th this is also what people don't realise, but when you're a young bloke, there were no games on TV. Oh, People forget that, don't no, they? I can't remember that. No. no games on TV. I think the ABC used to have a, was it a Saturday night oh, match? Mm, six o'clock? Right. Uh, and the only games I got to real, uh, got to see realistically was when my father used to take me to the test matches from, you know, 1962 on. But yeah. how does this... How does this help? Exactly. <laughs> how does it help, Mick? Where, where are you going? I mean, he, he strays off topic a bit, Mick, doesn't he? I don't know how much... I mean, Mick standing on a box in 1962 at the SCG watching a test match, what bearing has that on, get on Cam Smith being an immortal or not? Well, that's the problem. Can he draw those threads together, HG? Does well, he go on? He talks about being on the big crate, back of the wall, uh, which Cronin concedes is why it makes it pretty hard for a young bloke to say definitely near 60 years on if he ever saw a better player back then better than the bloke who retired this week. But what I'm prepared to say is that there's been probably never been one who's had a bigger influence in a, over a longer period of time. Oh, that doesn't help. Doesn't help. You don't become an immortal by having the biggest influence in the game over the longest period of time. You don't. Yeah, it's got to be deeds on the park. I know, 4.30 games, never tackled. Never, never tackled. Had, wore the same shirt, shorts from beginning to end. Didn't yeah, have to ever wash them. Never changed his underpants. Yeah, never, never had to wash them. Yeah. But the process, can you see a, a through line here? I mean, I'm happy for him to be declared immortal tomorrow. It doesn't bother me because I don't relate to this. It thing should have been done. It should have been done ago. before, yeah, five, five years ago or at least before the grand final last year. So he could have been the only immortal that played as an immortal. Yeah. That would have made him oh. especially immortal. And winning the grand final. And winning the grand final. It proved we were it right. It would prove we were right. What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League. Celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, look, I've got to change up here a bit because people have asked, with Bruce retiring, would it be possible to get Bruce and Winks together? Uh, for a bit of a tribute. 
Uh, I know that I know that's not a huge event. Bruce retiring from uh, calling AFL football because he does have other jobs yeah. at seven. But uh, a lot of people would like to f- hear what Winks thinks about Bruce's position on the issues du jour, yeah. and uh, you well, know whether it'd be possible to get Winks. Now, look, there <clears throat> we are hoping to get these big two to do a podcast, but there's a lot of unsettling rumours that I'm hearing from the Winks camp mm-hmm. that Winks feels slightly jilted by Bruce's recent carry-on mm-hmm. where it, it, the horse feels as though Bruce has moved on. As we know in the past, Bruce and Winks were thick as thieves. They were. You couldn't, they're inseparable. Mm. And Winks feels as though it's old history now and mm. has to go back and relive well, emotions that mm. the horse would rather not revisit, sure. which is fair enough. So we're not Has sure. Bruce uh, called or phoned Winks at all? Not something? at all. No. Bruce, I understand, has been standoffish. Standoffish, mm. and <clears throat> has been seeing Red Zell, the uh, Everest winner. Is that right? And uh, seeing a lot of Red Zell, classic legend, seems to have come onto Bruce's radar. Right. Uh, you know, obviously winning the Everest last year, he seems to be a bit Everest focused. Yeah. Uh, a race that Winston participated in. Yeah, okay. Now, <clears throat> we're not sure how we can solve this, but mm-hmm. uh, if there's a breakthrough in this, I'm sure Winks would love to be, be able to make some comments about Bruce. They may not be all supportive, but Bruce is big enough to wear it. <laughs> That's true. You know, because let's face it, horses do remember. I think oh, science horses is pre- have incredible memory. Yeah. You know, people talk about the memory of an elephant. I say, what about a horse? Now, this week... Uh, <clears throat> There was a horse. There was a horse. Well, I say that horse because there was a statue released of a horse, which is now purported to be a statue of Winks. Mm-hmm. As I understand, does it actually look like Winks, or does it look like just like any G- generic horse? You know, it's like the the statue of Rabs. It doesn't look like Rabs at all. Right. Know, it just looks like a bloke. That's some achievement often, I'm well, telling you. Well, well, sure. I mean, yeah, if you asked me to do a statue of Rabs, I probably couldn't do much better either. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I assume they went to a professional. Yeah, that's right. Now, wouldn't you put him in a mould? Ah, you mean make a, well, uh, a bit an a impression? A couple of straws up his nose so he could breathe, yeah. cover him in, you know, she, whatever. She, she, she. No, no, I'm talking about oh, Rabs. Rabs. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, get Winks to settle, at least yeah. with Rabs, you can control him through language. Stay still, Rabs. Bit harder with Winks. Now, human, uh, this was released this week, this unveiled this week. Mm. Now, Huey Bowman sits atop Winks, and I thought that was an opportunity to maybe get the get big Bruce there. Exactly. Has Bruce ever sat on Winks? I don't think so. That would be fascinating to know. <laughs> if you, but if you'd How sat many in, horses has he sat on? Has he sat on Red Zell? No. Um, I'm pretty sure you can sit on Red Zell. <laughs> Let, that takes me to the point that you raised earlier. Yeah. If you said to me, did Gillam McLaughlin meet Sleepy Joe, I would have yeah. said no. No, I would have said yeah. no. But that's the murderer, you see. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Yes. Always meeting the people who matter, you know. With a footy. Now, anyway, <clears throat> Huey's sitting on top of Winks. Uh, looking more real than the jockey himself staring below. That's a big call. I mean, now that I look at this photo, is, um, you know, some clown they've dressed to look like you, Bowman. Right. Uh, You know, stripy shirt and blue jacket. Alongside Chris Waller. Yeah. Now, um, we just wanted the statue to look like the famous mayor, and when the drape was removed, there was no one more relieved. Mm. Can Chris Apollo think of Right. But this is the first 
what would you call a bronze of a horse that Waller's ever seen, so it's not, not a yeah. big field. Yeah. The sculptor Tanya Bartlett, Bartlett who had done, already done Don Bradman, Les Darcy, Slim Dusty, noticed no horse. Right, this was the first horse, was it? Capturing the likeness of Australia's greatest racehorse was almost two years in the making. Right. Uh, I'm my worst critic, and it's always challenging. I can do any horse very quickly, but capture Winks was tough. Hmm. She's leggy at the back end yep. and has a sloppy rump. Things are very much, you know, things that are very much her. Oh, yeah. A stunning larger-than-life sculpture of Winks with Bowman in the saddle providing a signature She's Apple salute. Uh, it's going to be near, in the garden near Mighton Power at the entrance of Rose Hill. Now, obviously, remarkable career. That statue weighs 800 kilograms, has a splash of blue for the mayor's racing colours and was funded by the Australian Turf Club, which agreed to put the number one saddle cloth, even though Winks rarely carried that number during her racing days. Okay. That's a terrific gesture. Mm. Um, the, there's lots of people there at the unveiling. It'll uh, be a focal point during the Sydney's three-week slipper carnival, which begins on Saturday. Yep. Interviewed by legendary sports broadcaster and retiree Bruce McAvaney, yes. while a struggle to keep in check his emotions, yes. it's almost two years since Winx's final race. He later opened up about how much the 25-time Group 1 winner was still part of the family. Obviously, don't think about her as much as I used to, he said, between the tears, yep. which was five or ten times a day. I used to think about her when my eyes opened in the morning and even before they opened, especially when she was racing. That's a big call, isn't it? It is. So he's asleep and he's stinking winks. He's stinking winks, yeah. I would think of her in the middle of the night and before I went to bed and most times during the day just like you would of your family. Leading into a big race, now you tend to get a little bit nervous but you also reflect on what it was like to because she took yeah. you to a whole new level with the pressure and how she prepared for your races and it took me to a whole new level. I'll never go there yeah. again. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? As part of the sculpture process, Bartlett visited Winks at her Hunter Valley farm to ensure yeah. uh, the right proportions, <coughs> such as only slightly bigger, like five times bigger than the, the mm. actual horse. Yeah. Uh, this one meant a little bit more work than others. She was able to ride horses and before she could ride her own, write her own name. The, this is the sculpture. I measured her up, poked her and prodded her. She was good for me. Uh, I guess I, I could read her and drifts away a little bit there. Yeah. Um, well, that's fantastic, said, yeah. It was just pride. I was hoping the statue told the story of what it was, and when I saw it, it did. Mm, wow. wow. To see that power and dominance and arrogance she had post-race and in the final parts of a race, very special. Very special. Yeah. yeah. Now, what did yeah. you make of the statue, Roy? <coughs> well, I... I, I you were corpsing. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure about Who it, it was, HG. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't absolutely convinced it was Winx. Uh, it looked a little bit more like... I don't know. A, little a bit bludging like, slug. Well, Tullock. Oh, Tullock, yeah. It looks a little bit more like Tullock to me. And yeah. I, I, that's what I said to you. I said, oh, isn't that lovely? They put a statue of Tullock up. And you said, no, that's, that's Winks. Winks. I said, no, it's not. That's Tullock. Anyway, they've called it Winks and we've got to accept that. But it did make me think, HG, that, you know, with, with, with our art schools... Art schools? Why aren't we developing more sculptors who can do... Equine sculptures. Equine. And even, you know, a statue of Rabs or Bruce or something like that. Sporting sculptures. Sporting sculptures, yes. When was that? Is that ever taught in art schools these days? Has it ever been taught in art schools? Now, you'll know this uh, better than me, but isn't George Stubbs the person in art who was the first person to anatomically correctly get the horse? Now, this was years after Stubbs, they began. Stubbs, yes. This You're was going years. back. You're going I know, back that's what I mean. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Pre-Winks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at our great sculptors, yeah, like, like Tom Bass might be our oh, greatest. Yeah. yeah. Did he ever do a horse? No. No. Horse is hard. 
But I take your point because what I was trying to point out with the Mad Stubbs analogy yeah. is that for 200 years beforehand, yes. they got the horse wrong. Oh, they did. The, the head was, was the wrong size. And the gait. And the gait was wrong. Yeah, dead wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah, Stubbs revolutionised yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what we like need now. Banks's bloody drawings of the kangaroo. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Just don't wrong. Started. Just don't get me started. Banks. Wrong. It's all about Banks. Nothing about the art. Now, uh, HG, uh, someone's been in touch. Uh, I think they're referring to a legal Latin term here called nunctun pro. Does that mean not very good likeness? No, it means now for then. Uh, this is the process of um, getting cam immortality. Yeah. Yes, yes. The process could be deemed to have commenced five years ago by adoption of the legal principle oh, okay. of nunctu pro, meaning now for then. Nick has sent that through. Well, that's is, excellent. And this has been um, picked up by other members of the legal profession who are agreeing with Nick that nunctun pro, which I assume is Latin. Is Volandis one of those legal people? Uh, no, I don't think Volandis has been in touch. Mick Fuller has, though. He <laughs> says, uh, Tun Pro for Cam. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, we will do that. And uh, what we've got is another a parcel of loot to ditch you out, a very uh, Roy and HG-centric one, and why not? The week two of The Dream on VHS. This is the dream, This is the week everybody wants. Uh, it's by far the better week of the uh, two-pack. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's happened to the uh, the week ones, but we seem to have more week twos for some reason. Right. Maybe some Again, of that's pristine. She's still in her cellophane. Oh, no. It's, they're all like that. Man. They're untouched. Uh, so that's uh, week two of the dream. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should tease people with a few of the highlights. Obviously, boxing with seven senior boxing commentator, Aussie Joe Bugner. Mm -hmm. The story of building the Sydney Harbour Bridge is told by Australia's synchronised swimmers. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana Grigorieva, Ian Thorpe, Billie Jean King, you know, it's uh, the mascot bomb off. It's all there. It's an avalanche of stars. Avalanche of stars. And 30 years of Royal HG on CD. So it's very old Whoa, school media, is, but nonetheless yeah. valuable for being that. Well, the question is a reasonably simple one, HG. What piece of clothing did uh, the immortal in waiting never wash? Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Megan from Brisbane, Roy. Yes, Megan, how are you there? I'm great, thanks, Roy and HG. Now, Megan, did you get involved in Bronco Week? Um, no. Did you know it was I, on? I did. I did oh. know it was on, mm. but I didn't watch it. No, oh, okay. So it was something, what, what was a TV show, was it? Uh, uh, Bronco Week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what events took place for Broncos Week? Oh, uh, didn't the Broncos play? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would have thought there would have been more to it than that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just having the Broncos waddle out and play a game of football hardly makes a Broncos week for me. True, true. 
true. But maybe I'm hard to please. Sorry. There would have been a hat involved, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, is the Broncos your team or are you in terms of the rugby league? Well, I'm from Brisbane. Yes. So, yes. Yes, but they are. Well, they've had... I'm yeah. They played last night and they played the first half. They played pretty well, even though the Eels made it easy for them in the first half. But then in the second half, uh, the Eels got their game together and the Broncos fell away a bit. And it was very disappointing, I, I think. This. Yeah, yes, I heard this. Yeah, yeah. You, d- you didn't watch it then, Megan? No. No, okay. All right, well... And uh, Okay, well, how else do you support the Broncos? You've ignored Broncos Week. You didn't watch them last night. How are they your team in any way? I'm from Brisbane. Yeah, oh, no, we got okay, that. yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it, is it? <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, well, how's the day unfolding today? What are you doing for the Broncos today? Anything? Um, I'm listening to Roy and H Street. Oh, oh, fair enough. enough. Yes, no, well done. Well done for all your Broncos news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I'll maybe we should... Um, yeah. uh, well, Brisbane, you know, it goes from strength to strength. You've got the Olympic Games now. Is that put a spring oh. in the step? I think 2032, 2032, yeah. and it's going to be a boutique sort of operation without, you know, having to... No need know, for any more infrastructure. No. 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 Yeah. And no. Will, the Gabba be the, will the Gabba be the main stadium? Yes. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's big enough. That's what I mean. I you know, that was the only thing I asked. Fit in it. No. <laughs> um, I don't think so. There's, we, we do have other stadiums that might... Uh-huh. Oh, there's plenty yeah. of stadiums in the yeah. Brisbane Gold Coast area. I mean, it's just For a sure. series of intersecting stadiums, really, when you think about it. That's now, right. Now, Megan, now what piece... Oh, incidentally, are you supporting the push to have Cam immortalised sure. ASAP? Oh, oh, definitely. Good. He's a Queenslander. So yeah. Ah, true. You forget that. There you go. And I think he's moved. He's moved back. He's moved back to the Sorry. Gold Coast, hasn't he? I think he has. In fact, yeah. Now, have you seen Cam play? Uh, I'm sure I have many years ago. Uh, I mean, you don't have to yeah. go into the ground, but you haven't watched him on television say in the last oh. 400 oh, games. Definitely in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> so you know, well, well, well. well we might be, you might be able to, that, that research and background will help you with the question then, Megan. <laughs> what piece of clothing did Cam never wash? He never washed his shorts because he never got tackled. That's it. Absolutely right. So the Roy and HG, the CD, the 30 years and the dream, the week two, we'll get them in the mail to you as soon as we can. Megan, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Did man create rugby league or did rugby league create man? Food for thought here on Bludging on the Blind Side. On a cheerier note, yeah. um, you know, Valandi's obviously the man with feathers, mm. the St. Peter of the Punt. Uh, he works for the racing industry. Yes, he does. And the racing chief steward, Mark Van Gestel, uh, never thought a detection dog would be part of his integrity arsenal. But Valandis has introduced him to Bear. 
And Bear has already proven his worth by finding a jigger in the North Coast stable. This is a dog sniffed it out. Right. We are the first place in the world to use a dog as part of our integrity program. Now, could Rugby League learn something here? That's what I'm wondering, HG. You know, could Rugby League learn something, a dog that is sent home with every player? Or a dog that can just smell brown brown paper bags. All of those things. Now, since the investigation team started in 2013, we have looked at uh, to be a world leader Mm -hmm. and the bear is our latest member. Uh, When we were thinking about having a dog come on, we asked a lot of questions and the fact he can find batteries using jiggers as well as drugs makes him a big part of our team. Right. We have had plenty of uh, jurisdictions asking about getting a dog as a result and we are looking to train another one. So it's going from strength to strength. Bear has a handler who worked together for many years. They've worked together for many years before joining Racing New South Wales Investigations. They used on a race day for float inspections, stable raids, and it was in a a raid Mm -hmm. that uh, Bear found the electronic device last year. It led to a 25-month disqualification for the trainer. We wouldn't have found it without him because it was hidden in the laundry. Oh, cunning. You'd never think. You'd never think of looking there, trainer's laundry, would you? You wouldn't. He likes the work. Mm. I'm not sure how he knows that, but anyway, (laughs) he likes the work and he took a month of training. He'd love it. (laughs) Knowing Bear... But I tell you what, it's a big responsibility for Bear. Bear's one dog. How yeah. many racetracks are there? Uh, hundreds. Hundreds? Now, yeah, he likes the work and it took him a month of training to get him to find the batteries, but mm. now it's just part of the job. Right. Now, meanwhile, oh, anyway, that just away a bit. It makes now, it a bit hard for, you know, like Bear. Does Bear know when we don't need to know where the batteries are? Thanks, Bear. You know, hanging around the house and he's barking at you because you've got a... A, a double A battery, double in, the, a battery in, the, uh, in your radio or something? In the remote control. Yeah. Yeah, Bear would be a bit of a handful around the house. Well, what do they do with Bear when he's not on the job? They must be able to turn they him off. They must be able to turn him off. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. He'd have to be in a battery-free environment. <laughs> he <laughs> would. He would. Now, that is an interesting That's question. hard to organise. I know. The batteries bloody well everywhere. How do they get him around? Put him in a car. He'd go, go off. There's batteries in cars. Get worn out. How do they get him worn out before he gets to the track? <laughs> now, can I just point out, I've, I've not thought about Bear until recently I watched a television show called The Investigation about that weird thing that happened where somebody was killed in a, a submarine, a home-built submarine oh, yeah. in Norway. Oh, yes. And the way they, they didn't... Hang on, was this, is this Liz Hayes' investigation show on no, I, I, this could easily be Liz Hayes' next topic. I don't know. Anyway, what they okay. used was cadaver dogs. Oh, yeah. Where dogs can smell tiny traces of, well, obviously in this case, human, yeah. through volumes of water or over huge landscapes or stuff like that. They're incredible what they can find. Wow. It took them a work, little time to work out how to use it, probably the same with bear. Yeah. Was where the scent came up through the water yeah. was not where the boat was. It wasn't directly above. So if they sent the divers down mm. there, they had to, well, it was no good. They had to make allowances for the movement of the scent through the water before the cadaver dog could smell it. Wow. I know. Now, bear, I reckon, they have that in space. But space. scent could move through water oh, like yeah, hundreds of kilometres. Correct. It did. Hmm. It did. It did. So, oh, okay. So um, you have to be careful. But how do you work out the mathematics of that? Here we are sitting on the boat. Bear's going off. Obviously, there's you know, a bit of trace of dead and coming up out of the water. The difficulty is that you originally they made a mistake. It took them ages to work. This was a thing that a search lasted about fourteen months. Wow! Very patient. 
They yeah. realised that first they thought it was the, I think, the wind blowing the scent yes. away, but then they realised it moved through the water through with the, the, water. Current, of the current. Now, leaving all that there, mm. can I come to one of the big topics in rugby league at the moment? This was a terrific topic to have, mm. um, you know, in the off-season. And, sure, it's all very well somebody playing 430 games. Yes. How about generating the interest that Suwali has generated having played no games? Mm. Now, I'm reminded of the, the thing here is the, the he may be – this is the young boom recruit. This is Joseph Suwali, the, yeah. the Wunderkind. The Wunderkind. I think he's still at school. Yep. He's going to play with the Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Yep. He was persuaded to move there, I think, from the Rabbits because they had a great chicken sponsor. Right. Not, not as you know, their, their chicken sponsorship is first class and you get a lot of chicken to take home. Yes. Now, the argument seems to be that it's not the actual playing of the game which is the problem, but it's the – because he's a large lad, he should be able to cope. Sure, he will improve physically and become more mature physically as he goes along, but the pressure, the enormous pressure, the yeah. pressure that rugby league applies yeah. in the organised crime manner, in the, you know, this is going on, would you like to be involved? How about you come out with, um, you know, Chinese meal style? Yeah. Have you met so-and-so? He's a great bloke. Yeah, all that sort of stuff, the pressure. But it reminded me so much of your early years yeah. where people said you were too young to play first grade. That's Right. And then there was the incident, I think, with the uh, Finlay's for Fine Furniture Store where you were put in the shop window yeah. and had a tag around you saying, the next big thing. <laughs> and that was not a good... No. That was hard to get over because people came along and gobbed on you they and did. they just turned around and dropped their pants and said, come on, <laughs> look at this, Roy. That's, you know, that's this true. is what you are. That's true. And, you know, anyway, know, all that know, sort of stuff. Know, and it didn't... Sit easily with you, didn't it? No, it didn't. Uh, actually, the spotlight you put under as a young rugby, yeah. rugby league player is, is enormous. And, uh, you know, I've spent the rest of my life really uh, visiting schools and pointing out, pointing out to kids what, what the implications are if you are going to embark upon a game uh, like rugby league. Mm -hmm. um, you lose your friends because they think you're big-headed. You, uh, they want to be you, though. Well, I suppose they do. Uh, then... You know, they want a bid here. Yeah. You know, can you sign this? And you don't know what you're signing. Sometimes it's, you know, I'm a goose. So I you know, realise and they hold it up and the next thing you know, it's front page of the paper. Yeah. Slavin admits he's a goose. I hated that. <laughs> you know, little things like that. You've got to be... I say, I say to kids all the time, if you're going to sign something, make sure there's nothing else on it and there's not enough room for anything to be added to it once you've signed it. Otherwise, you can look like a goose, like I did. Oh, you know. It's just little things like that, HG. But it's more complicated these days with selfies. Yeah, selfies. Yeah, do you want to have media. selfies? Yes. Mm. Social media as well. Mm. It's an absolute minefield. See, in your day, you could walk around uh, Lithgow nude and no one bothered you. <laughs> no one cared. Yeah, no one cared. These days... No, these days, you'd yeah, be photographed, yes. I know. And you could probably have a leak on a, <clears throat> you know, a restaurant ball. Yes. Restaurant front window. <laughs> well, no one cared. Well, there yeah. weren't many, that many restaurants. No, 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 no. We, we we didn't do that all that often. But, you know, if you want to play, you know, the, the Dance of the Flaming Eye Yeah, I know. You yeah, know, you, you'd, get a, you know, you'd get a Lithgow Mercury, wrap it up and stick it up your date and set fire to it and go for a run. And that was a the funny thing. But you couldn't get away with that these days. No. Honestly, you couldn't, yeah. HG. Yeah. And kids often say to me, oh, Roy, have you got a newspaper to stick up? I say, no, no. Different. It's a different ball game these days, yeah. kids. Stay inside. Yeah. Do you, um, now, have the uh, have the organisers of Russell Packer House 
approached you at all about coming on to their Connect Resilience and Respect program? No, they haven't. And, and do you, no, would haven't. you be available? I, of course I'd put my hand yeah. up. Yeah. You know, if Jamie or Russell took the time... Reached to out. Get, reached out. I'd be the first to say, yes, where do you want me? What do you want me to say? And when. And when. Yeah. Isn't that great? And you've yeah. got your, all that those years of experience. All those experience, yeah. And what yeah. would you, you know, would you say this motivated you as a player? To it was a distraction, actually. I, I thought it, co- it, it cost me, I reckon, in those, in several, those, first, in those several hundred in, games. In those first few years, yeah, yeah, it, it really cost me. I don't think, I, you know, grassy get me aside and say, you know, grow up. Well, that didn't help. No, because you, you know, were the age you were sixteen. Yeah, you're sixteen. You both. Gets you aside, you know, older bloke, much older bloke, coach, you know, says, grow up. It doesn't help. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy... Someone suggesting they would never have found the jigger in Cam's laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that uh, story about the second Brisbane team, very realistic, according to... Very realistic? By 2023. Oh, no, that can't happen unless the the Bronx are going well. That's interesting you say that. Well, man, Uh, we've got to at least get the Bronx firing again. Whatever yeah. they've done, however they've managed the storm, they've got to do the same for the Bronx. You know, because this stage, I'd be happy to see another team in Melbourne. <laughs> True. Gee, that's a big call. Yeah, I know. Another team in Melbourne. Another team in Melbourne, yeah. I notice a lot of players are timing their contracts to be available should the team take off. Mm. I think Volandis has gone mad. Yeah. Uh, he's just power's gone to his head. Yeah, he thinks he can do anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were big raps for Volandis last year. We're not so sure this year. Yeah. I mean, the feathers may go into the trousers and it might all be tickety-boo. But, yeah. Well, uh, I was always worried that the feathers might go to his head. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how far we can get with this topic, but this is a topic that's going to play out mm-hmm. for some time. Just the second Brisbane team. Well, I- I'm going to leave that there. All right. You know, I- it's I- not official yet, is it, though? I mean, Feathers Head hasn't said anything, has he? No, but uh, it's not far away. Right, that's uh, all right. That's all right. No, that's all right. Um, I, I myself, I think it. I, I think. I think it's premature. Yeah, I think sanity will prevail in that. I think uh, you know. I agree with you. I think I'd like to see a second team in Melbourne before I saw another one in Brisbane. Yeah. Because let's face it, Brisbane, it, mm. the wheels have fallen off so completely. They have. They have. You yeah. know, they were a dominant side all yeah. those years ago. You, yeah. know, you forget big dishhead. Dowling. Oh, Lord, yeah. Gene Miles yeah. and Lockie. Yeah, yeah, something's gone wrong. Yeah. And the Gold Coast is... It's, it's better. Well, it does look better, but but it's always been a, a black hole for rugby league, hasn't it? I know. Now, 
Uh, one of the country's top sports doctors believes the AFL new 12-day stand-down rule for concussions is a backward step and will not benefit player welfare. Wow. Now, the AFL yesterday, or this is midweek, announced uh, a mandated rest period of 12 days after concussion. A poli- after concussion, a policy expects to be adopted at all levels of football. Right. Now, in the current fixtures, 12 days might mean you're out for three matches. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if not more. Yes. Uh, the move to force any concussed player to miss at least one match, even if it's the grand final, follows the revelation that uh, Richmond midfielder Shane Tuck, who died last year, was a player diagnosed with CTE. Nathan Gibbs, who worked with some of the biggest sporting teams in Australia, including Swans, uh, Wallabies, Kangaroos, etc. Mm. Once players had recovered from concussion, there was no medical evidence that giving them extra time on the sidelines reduced their chance of suffering another one. Gibbs feared that making players automatically sit out a game would be dangerous precedent, especially around finals times, and send concussions underground. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> NRL chief executive uh, said he was not about to follow the AFL's lead and concussion is an issue we take very seriously and will continue to act on best advice from experts who understand the sport. There's no increase of risk of getting a new concussion if you're fully recovered from the first one. To be honest, it should be about whether a player has recovered or not, not a 12-day mandatory period. Yes. Now, Roy... (sighs) Uh, It's always been a thorny one. There have always been two schools of thought, HG. Uh, One is that... You never really recover from a concussion and having time off doesn't help. You might as well just keep playing um, and get you get used to playing in the half-dream room, we used no, to call I it. No, I know. There used to be half-dream room specialists. I know. You know, I was talking to a bloke the other day, he wouldn't remember, but uh, he, he'd spent the best part of 20 years concussed. And, Has uh, it taken a toll? Well, he looks at photographs sometimes and he's baffled. Mm. Yeah. By the process By of the... photography? <laughs> yes. I suppose, is... I, suppose, I suppose there is a bit of that. He's yeah. baffled by a couple of things. You know, how, you know, photographic chemicals work and the relationship between that and light. That, that's one, one <laughs> that's thing. The other thing on. is, how come I'm there? I don't remember it. Yeah. That's the other baffling yeah. thing. So he's baffled by two things. Anyway, I said good luck to him. He wouldn't remember. And did you say happy rugby league? I did. Had that uh, well, that's look, it. Yes, that's it for us. There's a world of rugby league ahead of you on ABC Grandstand. Join us next week. What organisation has done more to promote ecumenical bonding than any other single entity? The National Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.